Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Special technique of shadow boxing. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what is good, everybody? This is the September 13, 2020 episode of the Boxing Source Radio Show. I am your host, James Bell, the lead boxing analyst for the Core Truth on Sports and the leader of the Boxing Source on social media. You can follow us. Uh, on Instagram through the Boxing Source. We are also on Twitter at Boxing Source 2. And we also have the Instagram page through the Boxing Source. And yes, we're on Facebook too. So, um, number to dial in 347 That is 347 Five five three nine. Press the one key to get on cue. You'll be able to talk live on the show. Um, we ha- we have um, a guest that's coming on here uh, fairly soon. Um, there's been a repeat guest on the show, and um, hopefully they'll a- they are able to bring uh, someone along with them to speak. Uh, through this particular podcast So uh, we'll see how that's going to work out But um, Also You know this week You know we've had a lot of uh, Activity going on over the past couple of days um, In reference to Two particular Fighters That hold the WBC title Okay so, so There's that Now uh, you also, you know, had some action on ESPN, uh, the ESPN Family and Networks. Um, on the previous week, um, you had Miguel Mariaga against Joey Gonzalez and Gidejis Kabalioskis going up against Michael Zuski. And you did also have uh, Anthony Yard taking on uh, Dex Spellman. Um that was, you know, the other day, so we'll be getting on uh, to that as well, or at least touch on that a little bit, plus other topics that have flooded the boxing waves, so to speak. So um, we do have that. Um, but, you know, wanted to uh, see if I could touch on this real quick before uh, the guest comes on. So uh, you had the... Um, Fight between Agitajis Kavalioskis and Michael Zuski. Um, you know, of course, Kavalioskis coming off the uh, TKO loss to Terrence Crawford for that WBO welterweight title. Um, and on the flip side, you have Michael Zuski, who you know only had one loss back in 2015 and uh, had those uh, string of wins since. So. 
Um, that's pretty much, uh, you know, what the uh, main event there was. And uh, you had it where was, you know, a good, you know, good little scrap between those two fighters. Um, very close um, as far as, like, up to that eighth round. Um, but uh, Kabalioskis ended up getting the win by eighth round TKO. Um, you know, the, the scores had it, you know, Tim Sheatham had it 67-65, and Patricia Morse-Jarman had it 67-65 for Michael Zuski, and Steve Watchfell had it 67-65 for Kowalewski. So that that showed, like, how uh, the scores were up to that particular point, you know, even with, you know, uh, Michael Zuski being down on the canvas in round seven. So after, you know, that, and then being down in round eight, that's when, uh, you know, referee Kenny Bayless there was able to call it a stoppage victory for Gidegis Kavalioskis, who is now 21-1-1 and one, uh, here, while um, Michael Zuski uh, suffers the second loss of his career, this first one by knockout. So Kavalioskis, um puts himself, like, back into the, uh, I would say, the higher part of the WBO rankings. He does have a minor uh, welterweight title, um, you know, there. And, well, actually, two. Two minor titles, uh, Continental Americas and the NABO welterweight championship. So that's what Kowalowskis currently has at this particular point. Um, we'll see what would be uh, next up if he uh, has something to the point of where he'll be, you know, contending uh, for a uh, world title once again. Um, and then, you know, also as part of that event, the co-feature bout, or you had the thing with um, Miguel Mariaga and Joe Gonzalez. Joe Gonzalez was a former WBO featherweight championship contender, but lost to Shakur Stevenson for that title. Um, this is his ex-bout uh, against Miguel Mariaga, who was originally slated to fight Shakur Stevenson at the theater in Madison Square Garden in March, but that was just when everything, quote-unquote, shut down. So no sports, um, you know, none of that type of stuff. Um you know, when it came to, um, you know, large events. So uh, you had Miguel Mariaga there uh, going up against Joy Gonzalez, and it was, uh, to me, it was uh, kind of a little, uh, I would say a little bit of a surprise to a certain extent. Um, I, yeah, I thought uh, Mariaga would have, you know, been able to, you know, get this. I mean, he had his last loss, uh, Miguel Mariaga's last loss, uh, to Vasil Lomachenko at Super Featherweight. Uh, there it was a string of two losses. Um, you know, he fought Oscar Valdez and he fought Vasil Lomachenko, uh, but he was able to get uh, KOs of Sabajistan. So uh, that's been, you know, what's been um, – you know, what was happening there with Miguel Mariaga up to this particular point. 
and uh, he had those uh, stoppage victories, and it looked like he may have been uh, trying to, you know, get on his way up to, you know, maybe being a contender uh, at featherweight once again. Uh, here going up against, like I said, Joy Gonzalez, who had that loss to Shakur Stevenson by unanimous decision, uh, you know, last year. So I thought it would be like a, you know, bout that Mariaga would be able to take. You know, I, I, I thought, I didn't really think that uh, Gonzalez was, you know, all that impressive against Shakur Stevenson. I thought Mariaga being the, you know, more uh, battle-tested fighter, that he would, you know, be able to work, work, uh, you know, Joey Gonzalez. But uh, that wasn't the case here as uh, you had, you know, Joey Gonzalez pretty much almost get a near uh, shutout uh, victory on two cards. Uh, with uh, Meridian Wildstar scoring at 99-91, and Lisa Joppa scored at 97-93. Uh, so, Joey Gonzalez gets the unanimous decision uh, victory there, and um, I guess puts himself back in the conversation for that WBO featherweight championship. Uh, I mean, it kind of arranged that featherweight championship uh, to be <laughs> fought for within top rank, uh, you know, as it was vacated by Shakur Stevenson. So um, you have the, you know, former uh, super Bantamweight champion, uh, Manuel Navarrete moving up there uh, and is the man, you know, number one contender. Jesse Magdaleno uh, was, you know, there as a high-ranked contender, but, um, you know, declined to, um, you know, declined to be on, uh, there, you know, to fight Emmanuel Navarrete. So it's like they're trying to, you know, have that uh, fight for the vacant WBO title uh, has. So uh, they're working on the deal with Emmanuel Navarrete and the uh, next highest ranking tender available uh, for that, you know, fight to, you know, happen. So, um, you know, this thing here with, with, uh, yeah, Mariaga and, and Joey Gonzalez. I was like, Ugh. like I really felt like Mariaga would would have been the uh, guy here, but nope, it's Joey Gonzalez uh, there. So, he, like I said, he's uh, there. He'll put himself back into the uh, rankings there, as um, you know, he's put at what number eleven in the WBO rankings at this particular point. So we'll see, you know, how. Um, it works out for him in his next fight uh, there. So, so that's what you have there with uh, Joet Gonzalez. Um, uh, I'm trying to see here if I could, uh, you know, uh, lock down the uh, guest here as uh, actually there's another person um, that may be interested in getting into the line. Um, so what I'm trying to, so what I'm doing here at this point is, um, you know, making the situation, uh, there available for the guests to call in and then, um, then I will have the, uh, segments out there for, 
um, the other topics that have been talked about over the course of this week. So uh, trying to secure um, just one guest in. Uh, so and and then um, you know once I get that, then uh, we'll see how we could um, you know work out the next part of this particular podcast. So. Uh, let's see here. Um, so, yeah, I'm waiting on them to come on. But uh, in reference to, you know, like I said, you had that card uh, that was uh, through top rank with, uh, you know, Joey Gonzalez getting the win over Miguel Mariaga and Gidejus Kabalowskis stopping Michael Brzezinski, uh there in the main event of uh, that one. Um and like I said, with Kavalioskis, I mean, he, he'll still be out there as far as like a uh, contender of sorts uh, there in the welterweight division. But you'll have to see what the you know the other openings will be uh, for him uh, while you know he still has a WBO champ there, Terrence Crawford, and um, you know with with the uh, Terrence Crawford there at WBO. Manny Pacquiao, WBA, and the unified champion, Errol Spence Jr. Uh, we'll see where uh, Kavalioskis has himself positioned in the rankings. Uh, you do, you know, also, you know, have uh, him in not only the uh, WBO rankings, but it's in the WBC as well. So uh, that's going to be uh, something to watch as far as, like, if they're going to try to put Kavalioskis in a position uh, for one of those uh, other major titles there, you know, so uh, that's what you had there in that instant. Um, you know, also in action was, uh, you know, Anthony Yard, former uh, light heavyweight title contender uh, who, you know, lost to Sergey Kovalev before Sergey Kovalev took on uh, Canelo Alvarez. And, um, you know, here, here you have Ahab Anthony Yard going up against the Dex Spellman, who was 16-4. and four. Um, But one of the interesting things about uh, Anthony Yard is before he had this fight with uh, Dex Spellman, uh, there was a, you know, fight that he had, I guess, in Spain, Madrid, Spain, um, against uh, Diego Jair Ramirez. And Ramirez is uh, fight record is four wins, forty-eight losses, and three draws. There's, I'm sorry. There's got to be some type of rule that's universal all around the world in every boxing organization or commission where fighters like Anthony Yard that that's you know fought for a world title they can't fight those guys that just you know come into the ring and be you know. Four, four wins, forty, you know, some losses and three draws. Like he, they shouldn't be able to do that. I mean, we know what you know these guys are there to do. I mean, like I said, Diego Jair Ramirez was four, four forty-eight and three before this fight with Anthony Yard, and in those forty-eight losses, he was only stopped five times. So you know what the deal is with that one, but. Even then, it shouldn't have been a way that they should have sanctioned that fight between Anthony Yard and Diego Ramirez. This is not cool. 
at all. But um, you know, back to Anthony uh Yard and uh him going up against Dex Spellman. Um you have Anthony Yard being being able to get the TKO win in the sixth round, um, knocking down Spellman in the sixth round before uh Michael Alexander stepped in at the two forty two mark in the sixth round for Anthony Yards to get that uh KO victory. So um so with that being said, he yo know, um has has a record of twenty wins and one loss, you know, nineteen wins by way of knockout and of course, you know, you have that uh stoppage victory uh there. So um so Anthony Yard, we gotta see what's next for Anthony Yard. Um like yeah, he's you know, still there in the light heavyweight division. Uh, maybe he'll be put in a position to, you know, have one of those higher ranked fights, so to speak. Wouldn't necessarily say that, you know, he could uh, fight a um you know, the likes of uh Elder Alvarez or Joe Smith where where we saw like Joe Smith Junior get the uh, stoppage or knockout win over Elder Alvarez. So uh, Joe Smith Jr. is about one fight away for fighting for you know world world title there. Um, and so you know after all that, then we'll see what they could have in position for Anthony Yard. Um, you know you have uh, other guys in the rankings there. Uh, well, you have Salomov. Um, you have Blast Office out there. Um, Anthony Yards behind you know all of those guys, and you also still have Sergey Kovalev in those rankings. So, um, you know it's going to be uh, interesting to see what they're going to position Anthony Yards to, you know, do. Because I felt like the fight that he had against Sergey Kovalev last year was too soon for Anthony Yard, but you know now after. You know, Kovalev wins that fight against Yard and then gets knocked out by, um, you know, Canelo Alvarez. You got to see what the uh, what the condition is of Sergey Kovalev. You know, um, you also have Gilberto Ramirez in those rankings, but we know the situation with Gilberto Ramirez in top rank. So, um, so they have to. You have to figure out like what what's going to be next for Anthony Yard. I mean, Frank Warren, you know, is usually known for you know having uh, his fighters go through slow progressions. But in the case of Anthony Yard, he you know was able to uh, boost him up to have a world title shot, and it just looked like he wasn't uh, quite ready uh, for all of that. Uh, now, uh, seeing if I have uh, someone on the line here, 205 Erie Code, uh, you on with us on the Boxing Source Radio Show. What's going on, JR? It's uh, Mike Ready calling out of Atlanta. How you doing, man? What's going on, Brother Mike, man? Not too much. Just uh, chilling, man, trying to trying to buy a house. I'm going through the motion with these sellers, man. They're trying to, trying to be on that BS. Uh, well... My thing is, is if it's if they try, if um it's like further out, the further out of that out of Atlanta you go, the easier you could probably get one. But the pro- other thing is, like you got all those other folks that you know still want to live outside the city as well. So it's kind of like 
you know, first almost like first come, first serve or something like that out there, man. But um You're right. But uh, just, uh, you know, in here with the boxing talk until uh see if our guest uh, comes in. Um, I was talking about the um, action that was uh, on in uh, last night with uh, Kowalowskis uh, getting the stoppage win um, against Michael Zuski. And uh, you had the fight uh, between uh, Michael Mariaga and Joette Gonzalez and you know Joette Gonzalez was able to get the unanimous decision win on that. So um not sure like um you know what you what comments you have about those fights and how uh the win- the winners like reflect on being a contender once again. Um so I don't think I saw the full fight between Mariaga and Gonzalez. I saw some of it and it seemed like uh, I think when I was watching, uh, Gonzalez started started to get the best out of uh, Mar- Mariaga. Mariaga seemed, you know how people are in a competitive losing fight. It seemed like that sort of. Um, mm. But you know, it seemed like once I got away from it, Gonzalez started like landing more and you know just touching what's his name with shots. Um. So I didn't watch the end of it. But the Cavalli Oscars fight versus um the Canadian guy, uh Luski. Luski. That was a pretty good fight. I mean, Zuski lost the fight, but he actually looked pretty good to me. Like Yeah. The man got some fast ass hands. Like for him to throw his hands, it seemed he he, he has power off how fast his hands get from point A to point B while swinging them, obviously. But, um, yeah, he, he just had pretty fast hands. And, I mean, if you wouldn't have looked at the last two rounds, maybe, before the fight was over, you could mm-hmm. argue that Zuki was winning the fight. He was definitely throwing his hands more. Um, I think the one great adjustment that Kabali Oscars made was – Start to go to the body, you know, you visibly could see that it effect, affected Zuski. Uh, but shit, I don't know what they said about them scorecards, but I mean, Kavalioskis probably mean more in the grand scheme of things, but I would say Zuski was probably more skilled than him, you know, like just uh-huh. straight skilled. Maybe not mental capacity, maybe not, you know, the game for boxing. I don't know about that, but definitely had the faster hand. Zuski landed first. Zuski landed second, you know, and Kavalioskis don't really move his head. Um, yeah. I think he started, you know, doing things to start touching him. Like I said, the, the greatest adjustment he made was to start to go to the body. But he just really wasn't getting a lot of shots in. And if the, if the like, punch stats say that they was even or something, I, I think it's going to be like that Manny Pacquiao effect where, you know, you see Manny Pacquiao throw his hand one time and then they count it twice. Mm-hmm. It just it seemed like um Zuki was just, just throwing and and landing more shots, but um at some point, you know, the body work that Kavalioskis did affected Zuski and then Zuski you could tell he started to get tired because Zuski the type of guy, like, he goes from zero to sixty. You can tell when he in the gym he just like go hard and then like he the type of guy yeah. that you play basketball with and then he played two games really, really, really hard, and then the third game, he's like, man, I ain't got it no more because I'm just, I'm tired, but he played them games 
you know, as hard as he can versus you got a person who, like, oh, I want to play seven games, and they just play all games, like, you know, very chill-like. So um, what does this say about Kavalioskis? I don't think Kavalioskis even I, – I, I wouldn't say Kavalioskis is, like, I think he's good, but he wouldn't beat Danny Garcia. He wouldn't beat none of the top guys. So the fact that he landed all them shots on Terrence Crawford and, you know, mm-hmm. like that third-round shot that they continued to show, um, I mean, I think he did very well. Maybe he fought above himself. Who knows? Maybe Terrence Crawford's defense is suspect, which might be the case, better the case. But, yeah, Cavalli Oscars ain't, ain't no top guy. He He won't beat the top-tier guys. He'll beat, like, the second tier guys, but he won't beat the top tier guys. So he'll like, he's a second tier guy. And and you I, know I wonder what that speaks. Need to beat that again. Uh, I was like, you know, you know, who he reminds me of. Um, who? Victor Posto. Exactly, exactly. He he's a he can beat the second tier guys, but he won't beat none of the top tier guys. Exactly. So I think um, we have uh, our guests on the line here uh, from the 419. Is this Coach? Yeah, this Coach. What's happening? Hey, doing well. Coach Coach Derry Riley on here with us on the Boston Source Radio Show here once again. Uh, uh, we, you know, had him on out here a few weeks before uh, after, um, you know, his fighter, uh, Jared, the real big baby Anderson was in action and, you know, at that particular time, we were talking about, you know, uh, Anderson having his fight against uh, Hernandez, and, you know, that's, you know, pretty much what, what happened. And uh, Jared Anderson was able to get the stoppage win. So, uh, Coach Derry, want to uh, see if we could uh, speak on that a little bit. Yeah, um, well, he he basically did what, uh, what, what the plan was. Um, we practiced on um, – Keeping the distance, not um, not engaging in a, an inside battle, you know, unless he had to. But uh, basically, just kept him outside and stuck to the boxing and the the, the point getting. And um, but um, we all we all we said that we wanted more rounds, but I, I mm-hmm. got to, we had to keep reminding him that. But if them shots come, take them. No, if you get him out of there early, get him out of there. But uh, yeah, we he did what we uh, what the what the camp were um, said to do: just box and stay, you know, stay cautious. But, but uh, uh, do your more offense. Jerry's an offensive fighter. Uh-huh. Jerry like the punch. So so we uh we, we did, so no problem. We did every he did everything we said in the camp. You know, uh, there's some a few little things that um uh, that uh we have to work on, like keeping his hands up more so than not, you know. But other than that, it was no problem. So I was pleased with his work. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, uh, you're saying that uh, he's you know, over there working over in uh, the Houston area right now, correct? Yes, he's in camp now. Yes. Yeah, so they're keeping them busy there. So it might seem like uh, they might have them set up for another fight before uh, the end of this year. October 3rd. We do October 3rd in three weeks. Oh, man, right back at it, October 3rd. Good (laughs) goodness. 
my goodness. The way that they had this thing going, I'm not sure if you might be able to like keep going back and forth to Vegas and Toledo. They might just have you in Vegas man. the rest of the year. Something. Man, I didn't to them three-hour difference killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my sleep, yeah, that's all my sleep order all messed up. Yeah, the Toledo, the to Las Vegas, and they have to adjust the sleep patterns and and you know daily routines for three hour shift. Man, that's you know crazy out there. So um, right. I'll see if I you know have uh someone uh briefly check in for the A one three area code. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, Jay? This is Terrell calling from Tampa. What's up, Coach? What's going on? Hey, all right. Good. We just, just uh, once again, glad to hear about what you're doing with with this young prospect. Uh, we, it's just a beauty. Well, first of all, we all love the sport of boxing, and just love that inception for the training, the discipline, all that stuff. So glad for the work that you're doing. We will definitely be watching going forward. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Like I said, he's in Houston, and I'm leaving Wednesday, either Wednesday or Friday, to go to Houston for a week and a half. And we're going to do a week and a half in Vegas, and we fight, like I said, we fight on the third. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we can get on one of the shows at, on the end of August if this one turn out to be, I mean, you know, good fashion. We don't get hurt. Or, or we can get it over early. We uh, they got another show on the 17th or 31st of October, so we can get by this one pretty quick and without getting injured. Hopefully, uh-huh. we can get on one of them. So by the end be of the the, the, the end of October. <laughs> right. Oh man! Yeah. So yeah, they, yeah. It looks like the one just you know keep them keep them back uh, busy and keep them active. So. Yeah, if you you know have that thing uh, there October the beginning of October, then yeah, just get right back in the gym for a couple of weeks and you know have another fight by the end of October. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So um, he's pretty much for it. Um, yeah, so far so good. We haven't you know had any uh, any major injuries or. Been right. hurt or anything of that nature, so that's been a good thing. I like I was telling you, this this competition gonna get stiffer and stiffer. So, yep, uh, we're ready for it. We prepared for it. We're getting ready. Yep. So far, so good. You know. Yeah, he's you know been uh, very successful up to you know this particular point, and you know like you said. Um, you know, keeping them active is uh, you know, good there on on that part. So, um, you know, with that being said, you know, how how is it uh, you know, having those preparations? Whether you got to train in Toledo or in Houston. What I mean, is, uh, yeah. What it is, um, well, I think he's moving to Houston. I'm pretty sure that's what is, cause that's where to work at, and that's where he's uh, his manager is at. And um, okay. it's hard getting it's hard getting some spine in our area in the Midwest. I mean, got some you know Detroit, 
but um, we're trying to get some different looks. So um, Houston and Vegas um, offers a, a offer us, you know, some stiff some stiff workouts. So, but that's where they want him at. Yes, I think that's where he want to be um, in Houston. So I got to prepare myself to either move out there or, or you know visit often. Yeah, there, yeah, there'll be a little bit of an adjustment if that you know happens. Right. Um, 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 like I said, the the, the sparring sessions, man, it's hard getting sparring for this kid now. Um, don't nobody wanna wanna um, mix it up unless they're getting paid now. Mhm. So that's where we at. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, I'm going to see if I could uh, add in um caller here from the 646 area code, uh, the apparent president of the Deontay Wilder Fan Club, Mr. Matthew Brown. Are you here with Coach Jay Riley? What's going on, yeah. Coach? What's going on, JR? All right. Um, damn, I, I wasn't prepared. Um, I-, I thought you were talking about the Guy Russell situation. I was ready to buy off some some hot takes. But on um, Big Baby Anderson, I heard you say that, that he's going to move to get uh, better sparring. Um, would that sparring include guys like a Jock Bust? I know he's based out in Houston also. So what fighters are you out there uh, looking to get him work with? Anybody that, that – it, that, it, it don't matter. We we sparred a job off FA a couple, few times, but that was it, Ronnie Shields. I don't know if we 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 ask him for sparring. We, we in contact most everybody that uh, that we could. I mean, I don't do the, I don't do the contacts, but they let me know you know who they talk to or who's a possible uh, who's a possibility where we can get some work at. But uh, we 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 ask for anybody. It don't matter. It don't matter. Wow. Well, well, are you guys still looking to fast track uh, Jared? Uh, Are you guys still looking to fast track him? To fast tracking? Yeah, because last time you were on the show, you were talking about how you guys are looking to fight contenders sooner rather than later. Is that still the plan, or did him go? Uh, uh, That's not left up to me. I mean, however, they contact me when they make a when they got a, when they make a decision or ask me what they think about whoever, right? Uh, I think mm-hmm. that's left up to me, Leonard or or Kay Corona. I think they sets up the that uh the uh, spying and the bouts. But uh, I'm okay with any of it because, like I said, I've been doing my homework on the heavyweights and. I, what I see from from the guys I didn't watch, uh, I think we had a pretty good chance. I mean, you get some good work. Now, as far as fighting, we only we, like I said, we only scheduled, we only get scheduled for six rounds. However, we we train for ten and twelve. Right now, we we train hard for ten and twelve rounds. So. Um, once we get there, I mean, we're trying to get eight or ten now, I guess, I hope. 
because um, we train for that. We train hard for that, you know, the, the 10 and 12 rounders. But um, as far as the competition, I see some I see some competition out there. But um, anybody you want to name? Um, I know we work with Joseph Parker. We work with uh, a FA. We work with a uh, Furry Tyson Furry. We work with a. Uh, I don't know if it's a Quito or I ain't for sure. There's a couple of other guys. I don't know. I don't know their names. I got the. I got the. Oh, Fast uh, Fred Zakendo. Huh. What's the name of Fred Zakendo? What about we trying to get some work with him? I guess. I you know these managers and they got these heavyweights all locked up and I don't know what I don't you know I don't get into that. I just know that um, they tell me you know what what not. Well, Jerry can't get no work. We ask this guy for work. They probably ask these guys for work. We ask so so. It's hard, it's rough. I mean, oh, I know, we asked some names. Uh, we we asked several. Several that you said there. Huh? That's some interesting names that you said there. Uh, that could be uh, possible opponents for Jared Anderson. Yeah, real soon. Um, um all the the, the 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 all the guys is just with the. Uh, I don't know the names by heart. Uh, the ones that's up there, the, um, um, guys with 10 and old 15, 20 fights, some, like, something like that. We, any of them guys, you know, it don't matter. It don't matter. I mean, I think I'm confident in what this kid um, is, is preparing himself for. Um, what they mentioned, they mentioned some to, to Take him or talk him or take him. Carlos Sackham. Whoever that, whoever that is. Yeah, Carlos Sackham, um, you know, he was a former he, world title contender, so, um, and he had that win against Jerry Forrest of a few, mm-hmm. what was it, about last month. So, you know, that's a guy that's fairly high up there in the heavyweight rankings. Yeah, we like to, yeah, I like to see him. You know? Uh, what's it, a Quito, Quito, or whatever his name is. Any of them guys, man. Any of them guys. Right now. Sure. I mean, I mean, like we said, like I said, we haven't, we haven't even, we haven't been scheduled. The most we've been scheduled for is six, and we haven't got to six rounds yet. We haven't yeah. made it to six rounds. But we, like I said, right. we, 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 we train for, for more rounds. So, I think we're doing a pretty good job preparing him and keeping him focused. So yeah, but I, you know, I'd like to you know see if they do actually pit um, Jared Anderson up with one of those guys. Is you know, like I said, top rank does have a lot of uh, heavyweight fighters in their roster, and you did name a few of them uh, that were there. That's that's included. So um, they. When you say like he could be fast tracked, that that could be the case with the heavyweights that uh, Top Rank has. So, um, you know, you just got to be aware and be on the lookout for uh, one of those fights yeah. coming up. Right, right. Um, like I said, I don't get into the 
the to the um who he's um who they try to find for him or none of that but like they 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 they, they uh, make sure they contact me when they do so um, that's a good thing that's a good thing yeah. so now, I kind of pretty now, um, much that. I'm pretty much I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I was uh, uh, about to ask a question in reference to um, I think it was uh, you know, someone else uh, from Toledo that was uh, on that card and uh, DeAndre Ware. Um, yes. I think it was going up against you know Stephen Nelson. So, um, any thoughts on what happened there? I don't know. Uh, I, I, I wasn't in this camp. I I don't know. Um, you know, I like I started DeAndre uh, Ware, and um, we, we 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 part ways a few years back. And um, but um, I thought he could beat the Nelson guy, but, but like I said, I wasn't in the camp with him. Mm. Yeah, um, it seemed like it seemed, I didn't see it then. Like I said, I didn't see the first four rounds because we was Jared had just fought, and we were still right. back there doing our thing with him. And by the time we got finished, it was in the fourth round. I didn't get to see it, and I still haven't watched the fight. So, Man. but but at the, at the I seen the last rounds that uh, I said when I as soon as I walked in the in the in the room where the TV was at I said dang he looked like he hurt and that was in the fourth round right and I, you know I didn't see so I don't know I know he called me um, yesterday no no yeah it's Friday or Saturday he called me and he asked me he said uh, he said man I I think I need to make some changes. Uh, um, I'm, I, I, need, I need your help, you know. And I always told him, I said, man, anytime you need me, I got you. But, but he said, no, I need you. I didn't know he was telling me that he was removing his other trainer and me taking his place. Now, I didn't know. I didn't know that until his his, his trainer called me, Lamar, and said, oh, um, Dre's moving me out and and, and then bring you in. I said, no, I didn't know it was like that. I just thought he needed my help. But anyway, um, I don't know. I, I don't know what if he over-conditioned or left his fight in the gym or on the road. I don't know. But like I said, mm. when I got – when I saw the fight, the, the fourth, fifth round, he was getting touched and he was like weak, you know, so – I talked to yeah. him, you know, he told me there was a lot of stuff going on. And so we got to say we get past that. That's what we get past that. And let's move on to the next one, you know. So, so I'll, gotcha. I'll probably be, yeah, I'll probably be uh, touching him, if, you know, for the next fight if there's one. Gotcha. Yeah, we'll have to see, you know, what happens with that and uh, DeAndre Ware. But, you know, you're doing your thing there with Jared, uh, the real big baby Anderson. And, um, you know, we'll be, you know, seeing what the details is of his next fight, like you said, in early October. And if he gets through that, then, you know, we probably be put in a position for another fight at the end of October. So uh, we'll be looking forward to that. But um, uh, just uh, thankful to have you on uh, here for, you know, this particular podcast. And and, um, 
I'll see if I, you know, get in touch with you later about uh, more news with Jared Anderson. All right, great. Like I said, I I asked him if he could make it on this on this podcast tonight. He said he wasn't going to be available at seven thirty. So I text him uh, I text him information anyway, so mm-hmm. he can call or talk to talk to you and set up something for uh, for him to get on the on the on the cast. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, you know we'll be looking forward to that, and um, you know maybe we could uh, just uh, contact next time uh, to see if we get schedule uh, him to come on, so that you know we'll be ready for it, and we'll have uh, you know y'all on the show. Oh, great. I appreciate you, man. Thanks. All right. No problem there. Uh, so we got uh, – that was our, our coach, uh, Daley Riley. Uh, thankful for him to uh, be on uh, for this uh, segment to, you know, talk about what's been uh, going on with uh, Jared Anderson, and, um, you know, among other things. Um, so uh, we'll see if we can have him back with Jared Anderson at a later time that we could uh, schedule there. Um, but – you know, we you had the stuff that was going on this week, uh, you know, in the boxing circles. Um, but you also had a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And, uh, yeah, man, we got something to say about uh, this thing between uh, Mr. Gary Russell Jr. and uh, Devin Haney. And I know that we have the host of the Rumor Report on with us. Uh, right now, but in this case, uh, it doesn't really seem like all of these are rumors because we were pretty much on there firsthand talking with Gary Russell Jr., talking with Bill Haney, and seeing that, oh, like they were so close to making a fight, but oh, here we go. Once... (laughs) So once Gary quit on IG talking about, oh, they don't have a network secured, oh, that pretty much set it all up right there. That set it all up. And, oh, my goodness, man. Um, man, this doesn't look good for Devin Haney, man. I'm sorry. It just doesn't look good for Devin Haney. But, uh, Matt, uh, what what can you say about this here so far? I was kind of curious. I wanted to ask you a question. How is it okay. Devin Haney is in talks to also fight Yuriorka's Gamboa when it just dawned on me. Yuriorka's Gamboa in February of 2019 signed a three-fight deal with PBC. His first fight was with Rocky Martinez. His second uh-huh. fight, as we know, was with Tank Davis. That's uh-huh. only two fights. Still under contract with PBC. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, man. Cause, so how hey. the hell is, how, uh, you know. Hey. Something ain't right. Something ain't uh, smelling right. JR? JR? I think that we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, <laughs> run the buck, let us stray. Run the buck, let us stray. Yo, Devin, <laughs> yo, Devin Haney ain't fighting nobody. And that includes Gamboa. He ain't fighting nobody. 
He ain't fighting nobody. Oh, no. He ain't gonna fight Gary. He ain't gonna fight Gamboa either. I know who he's gonna fight. He's probably gonna fight somebody like uh, Francesco Patera or um, or Shiojiro Yoshimi or Victor Kotochigov or somebody like that. Yeah, Kotochigov. He ain't fighting <laughs> nobody. I'm telling you, yo, he's not fighting nobody. Devin Haney is full of shit, and Bill Haney full of shit. Why Bill Haney was talking about Baltimore and D.C. like they're the same fucking city? Yo, do you, that's uh, what he said. Do you know how different? Oh, oh. you going to tell somebody from Baltimore and D.C. He certainly should know the difference. He's talking but, like hey. Baltimore and what else is the same city? They're D.C. Oh. But but here's the kicker. Gary's not from Baltimore or D.C. He's from Capitol Heights. Yep. So why would Gary <laughs> he, was like, he was out here talking to these niggas in these cities, these heavy hitters, talking about, I ain't good on my work. Gary said, who? Who are you talking about? I don't know these people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. 
That would be the yeah, but that would be the funniest thing there, man. It would be funny, man. But yeah, Garrett. I mean, uh, Devin is you know not looking all too good. It's like you know Devin was saying one thing and and Bill was saying a whole other thing and. Mike, wouldn't have heard what Gary Russell Jr. said in on the on the IG about them not having a secured network. I'm like, how do you not have a secured network for a fight of this magnitude when Gary could fight just about anybody on you know through PBC and they'll have a network slot for him? Well, because you know the zone you- going out of business. Come on, man, you know that. <laughs> Maybe in America. Yeah, Maybe America. It won't that's be all I care USA. about. That's huh? all I care about. I don't care about no other country. Uh, I don't care about these third oh. world countries. <laughs> care about these damn third world countries. I'm American. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you're you're and American, they're going out of business in Brazil too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they're going out of business in Brazil. Uh Oh boy, but yeah, it's Devin Haney. Yeah, it ain't looking all too uh, it ain't looking all too good there for Haney, man. In the in the you know in the eyes of the boxing circles, because like you know before all of this, we kind of knew or we kind of like had an idea that Haney was going to at least fight Gambo in the first place. Yeah. So, I think with that, we you basically had the whole thing about, you know, trying to do something with PR, saying like, okay, people aren't interested in, you know, uh, Haney fighting Gamboa, so we, so we need somebody else that might, you know, bring more uh, interest to it. And so I guess they, you know, brought up the thing there with uh, Gary Russell Jr. to, you know, hype up some interest. And you, we both, we see how much interest that it did get. And I'm like, that would have been the best fight that could have been made for, uh, you know, Devin Haney, you know, at this yep. particular juncture. Because everybody else at the at that point was, you know, kind of booked up. I mean, you know, you had the whole thing with Lomachenko and, and Teofimo Lopez, which is not for the undisputed title, as some may want to say. Um, you had the thing with Golden Boy, who I think is going out of business. Uh <laughs> So, hey, uh, with that being said, like, how is it that, and then the WBC ordered that uh, thing there with Luke Campbell and, uh, you know, Ryan Garcia. So, you take out all of those top contenders, who is left there for, um, you know, who is left there for, Painted a fight. I'm like, yeah. And, and, and not only that, there, man. To your point about the the fan interest, if Devin Haney was to fight your ass in Gamboa, nobody would watch. Nobody. Right. Eddie Hearn is saying that he pegged uh, November seventh for the date. Um, that's going to be the same day as Miguel Burchelt versus Oscar Valdez. If Devin Haney fights Gamboa, I will be watching Burchelt versus Valdez. I will not be watching Devin Haney. So, 
if if Devin Haney allows himself to be put in a fight against Uriorkis Gamboa on November seventh, going up against uh Valdez versus Burchell, then I'm sorry, that's on him because you've been knocking on the door in opportunities that, you know, people, you know, who are buying into you feel like you should get. And and it gets keep taken away from you. So and, what does that look and, like? You know? And can we cut the, 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 the bullshit that Devin Haney did it the right way, he's his own promoter, and this shit with Matchroom is a partnership? It's not a partnership because he has any move. So to me, these guys pretended like they had all this control over their career. This is a partnership that we're entering into. We still own all this. We still call the shots. But yet you send the contract and you don't even know what if your fucking network or, or Eddie Hearn approved of it. Come on, man. This, this, is, this, is, this is a complete shit show. And I think it's time Devin Haney put his career in the hands of some real boxing people. Well, according to him, uh, his dad is real boxing people. No, um, no. Bill Haney is the boxing version of LeVar Ball. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, man. Like that's yeah, that's just uh, you know, crazy. Uh, you know, how they had this whole thing handled and you know we we kinda like seen, you know, all this stuff and then when I received that email on Friday from Matchroom, I was like, Man like here we go, here we go. And and, yep. and and the thing about it is, is like we know that Gary Russell Jr. could want to fight. He, you know, he made that, you know, phone calls. He was making phone calls to make that shake. So I was like, I should have known when they had that. You know, we still had that thing with Gamble in the bag. But you know, like he said, maybe uh, they could just say, "Hey, uh, Gamble is not quite ready." So. You're going to have to face uh, Francisco Patera <laughs> or Victor Kotonskov <Exactly>. <laughs> or Shirichiro Yoshino. Like, how would he, how would he, how would it look like if he ended up facing one of those guys, man? He can't, yeah, and he can't try joke. to spin it either. He can't try to spin it. So it's, yeah, it's not looking like, uh, you know, all too good uh, there. But, uh, what about your uh, what about your boy El Campion having to switch up lawyers a bit so that you know he could uh, address the proper address these no, no, no procedure so that he could get Golden Boy out of business because that's what the that, goal that's is. Not, to get them out of listen, here's the thing: a lot of people uh, were clowning Canelo because the lawsuit got dismissed and it needs to be amended, right? But here's what people are not taking into consideration. We don't know what the intent of Canelo's lawyers were. For all we know, Canelo's lawyer 
could just be fishing for information to see who are the people that Golden Boy has the contracts with. Because if you look at the Zone USA, the Zone Media Inc., all the people that was named in the lawsuit, there are no actual people attached to that LLC. And Delaware, where um, they uh, got the LLC from, uh, does not disclose who the LLC is registered to. So what I think mm-hmm. Canelo's team was really doing was trying to get them to basically show their hand who runs the LLC so that they can properly sue them. So I think what's really going to happen is Canelo obviously is going to um, amend the lawsuit. And what's going to happen is I think the zone is going to end up settling before it reaches the discovery phase. And I'm going to tell you why. The zone uh, last year, when Canelo fought uh, Sergey Kovalev, they sued a bunch of bars for quote unquote illegally showing the fight. They dismissed those cases themselves once it entered the discovery phase and they had to reveal who was behind the LLCs. So I think the zone doesn't want to reveal who's really pulling the strings. And I think they're going to end up trying to settle this before it gets to the discovery phase. Oh, well, that's an interesting take on that one. Um, you know, yeah, usually with uh, corporations and LLCs, you can't, you know, they can't, they don't initially, you know, disclose who's, you know, over them uh, as long mm-hmm. as they have it, you know, confidential and all that type of stuff. So, um, yeah, Canelo has to, you know, go back to the drawing board and then see if he can yeah, you get, you know, address those people you know, directly. But all I know is he should directly sue Eric Gomez, uh, directly sue Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. <laughs> and directly sue anyone, uh, you know, anyone there that's involved with that type of stuff so they could put Golden Boy out of business because, like, you for – for DAZN or Skipper or whatever it is to come up with that type of deal, where it's three hundred and fifty, you know, million, uh, you know, there where you put up a budget of seventy, that's about seventy million uh, per year, you know, on average two fights a year, and yep. then everyone else on that Golden Boy stable doesn't even get not even what one tenth of that total for the total uh budget so yep so I'm like you know what if if Canelo leaves and that just puts you know Golden Boy out of business man cuz yeah, they, they ain't, even, they ain't even paying the mother fighters anyway yeah so. it's going to put them out of business because um so what I was hearing was that if Golden Boy does not deliver 
two Canelo fights per year, that it uh, invalidates the side deal that they have uh, where they have the $18 million a year budget to make fights for all the other fighters. Everybody sits. So I don't know why everyone was celebrating as if this was some great thing. Oh, Canelo finally going to get what's coming to him. No, Cause, because Canelo has his contract, and Canelo is working his contract as he signed it. Whatever happened with Golden Boy in the zone, that's not Canelo's business. Canelo is right. only obligated to work his contract. So all these other fighters are going to sit. Canelo's not going to sit at all because if you look at what he did, he asked the judge, in the meantime, while we go through these legal proceedings, can I pursue fights with other promoters and other networks? And most likely the judge is going to grant that if the contract that Golden Boy has with the zone, Canelo has with Golden Boy. Well, if if that if that doesn't match, then they they could pretty much throw out the whole contract, and then Canelo wouldn't be obligated to either Golden Boy or the Zone. You know, but but I mean, my thing is, like I I don't think Canelo really talked with uh, anyone on the Zone before the contract was signed. I think. That deal between uh, Zone and Golden Boy was pretty much just between them two, and uh, Golden Boy just relayed the details over to Canelo, and Canelo was like, Viva Mexico, or whatever it is, more money, you know, mucho dinero, all that type stuff, you know what I mean? Yep. So, after all that, <laughs> it, he was, it, it was still like Canelo still wanted to be Canelo as far as like, you know, fighting all the top guys and everything like that. So that's why I feel like, you know, the, the, the clash between him and Golden Boy is still because he's not getting the, the fights that he necessarily wants to get. And Golden Boy's not doing what he needs to do in order to get those fights. Yeah, apparently he told Golden Boy, hey, listen, if these guys don't want to pay for my fights, it's your job as my promoter to go seek out another network. And Golden Boy was saying, yeah, well, um, we'll get back to you. And he hasn't heard from them since. Like, <laughs> what, what part of the game is that? He's like, well, he's like, well yeah, they, that's because Golden Boy doesn't want to say, yeah, well, um, you see, we have this little thing going on with the zone, so... um any fight that we do make has to go through the zone. Uh, so that kind of uh, muddles things a little bit. But that also, you know, has me interested in, like, remember the thing, whole thing with um, Golden Boy uh, or Oscar supposedly saying that he sent an offer to uh, Jamal Charlo? Remember yep. that? I don't even think that happened. I don't think I don't think it ever happened, man. I don't think it happened. Because uh, uh, you can't be talking about that when every everyone's assets are basically frozen when it comes to you know, this whole network thing. And so, yeah, I don't think he you know was able to you know put out the offers, man. You know, not at all. I don't think he has it. You know what? I don't think you know. 
Golden Boy, if Golden Boy didn't make that type of deal with the zone, Golden Boy would have been out of business by now. I yep. feel like that would have been the case. That was the ultimate bailout for Golden Boy Promotions being able to pull that deal with the zone. If they didn't yep. do that with Canelo, yeah, they would. It would have been a wrap for him. It would have been a wrap for him. Either that, or they'd be, you know, at the same level of a uh, uh, main events, or you know, something like that. You know, that's true. It's not like they're pushing out other talent anyway. Other than who, Virgil Ortiz? He ain't coming south, Chef. Yeah, he won't. He won't. And we already know about their other, the other uh, popular fighter there, uh, Ryan Garcia. So, my own man, this is crazy. Wants millions of dollars for a fight? Million dollars for what? Exactly. These guys, this is uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. Um, Oscar De La Hoya uh, said, uh, Hopefully, this is going to be the start of us having dialogue. Listen, Canelo's done talking. He wants to get in the ring, and he wants to get paid what you said you were going to pay him. That's basically what the deal is. And right now, Golden Boy and, uh, you know, coming through on that, you know, coming through on that deal. So it's, uh, it's a mess, man. It's a mess. It's a mess. It is. Um, Oh, here's the uh, the other thing that we wanted to, I wanted to touch on was uh, something that happened uh, earlier today. Uh, but apparently, that thing that happened earlier today uh, was um, kind of uh, scrubbed out or scrapped out or something like that. Uh, a hoax deal with? Uh, was it? It was a hoax. It, it was a hoax. Someone got hacked? No. Um, a parody website, um, who shall not get no pub on this podcast, uh, okay. a parody website that is known for fooling people constantly, they changed their Twitter handle temporarily to match a certain boxes, and then they put a spoof post up there and then deleted it a half hour later. But if you follow the link that I sent you, it goes right to their page, so you'll know who it is I'm talking about. Uh, oh man, hold on. Yeah, oh, go go, go, go hit the, You got the Twitter app, right? Yeah. So when you hit the link, it'll open the Twitter app, and then you'll see who I got fooled by. It was a hoax, man. I'm embarrassed. Oh man, this better not be. This better not be the one that I think it is, man. Because man, I, oh man, I fell for you it. Know. <laughs> Hold on, I got the Twitter app. Hold on, dang, I didn't see that that thing would uh, go through, but yeah, I fell for oh. it. Bro. It must be like one of them um whatchamacallit things. Uh oh man. Can't even do it. 
I, I just your WhatsApp. All right, man. Uh, I got food. Oh, I got food. Oh man, shit. They caught me, Jr. My mouth was open. My mouth was open, Jr. They caught me. Oh man, I can't believe this. Oh man. Yeah, that's yeah, that's nuts, man. <laughs> oh, it's like dang, man. So that's who who came up with that stuff. They caught me, man. Those fucking bastards. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's uh yeah, that was crazy, that man, but. But they still like have um you know something going down with the thing with Deontay Wilder. Um, apparently, Marcellus Wilder may have something, or uh, I hope not. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear from Marcellus Wilder. <laughs> I'm just listen. I'm just waiting for December. Okay, Bob Allen said December nineteenth. Raider Stadium, ten to fifteen thousand fans will be allowed. That's what I'm waiting for. Well, if it's ten to fifteen thousand fans that will be allowed, I wonder if they're gonna have ten to fifteen media people allowed or or whatever it is. Who knows? But yeah, who yeah knows? they do definitely they do definitely wanna have an attendance in uh for this particular bout. In this particular fight card, um, so uh, that'll be something to you know, kind of like wait for in this instance uh, to see what happens. I mean, we already see like in, in a few of these football games, they've had about twelve to thirteen thousand, fourteen thousand or so fans uh, yeah. in the stands for those games. So you know, and this is and this is September, so wait until December. Uh, to see how that's going to, you know, work out uh, their form. So, um, if you had to guess, would you guess that the undercard would be sorry or good if you had to guess? Oh, come on. It's going to be sorry. They ain't got no money. I know. Yeah. Yep, everything is pretty much set on the main event, event man. Unless so that means we got to pay seventy dollars, seventy five dollars for just to watch the main fight. You know, I know Deontay Wilder better fucking. <laughs> they better I don't care <laughs> if they charge a thousand dollars. I will not miss Deontay Wilder's next fight. Okay, I don't care <laughs> about the undercard. They should just start the main event as soon as the pay per view starts. All right. I need to see Wilder back in the ring, and I need to see Wilder holding up his title. <laughs> I'm saying he better fucking win. They they check all the cheating at the door, and in doing that, he makes sure he ain't too wound up or too, like, ready to go or, like, too, like, just pacing and stuff, and he pacing go at it like it's a regular fucking day. What you that? Yeah, like, pacing back and forth. Fight or whatever it is, like he don't need to do all. He don't need to be doing all that, you know. Just chill out and, you know, be patient and you know let things come to him. 
uh, they're in preparation for this fight. So, uh, but I'm kind of like you looking forward to it. Money back from Charles. <laughs> Can't believe that nigga uh, yeah. took my money. Oh, that's gonna be uh, something, man, man. Uh, uh, next week, y'all, we know what's we we know what's going down next week. Uh, The card at there, the Mohegan Sun Casino. You got main event: Eric Lubin versus Terrell Garcet and Kobe of Soldier Breedy in action against Tucson Yambayar. And a yeah, real pivotal bout there. And also, you got Jose Pedraza versus Javier Molina um, in a uh, fight there at the bubble in Las Vegas. So it's going to be a, a you know very uh, busy weekend there. Damn, ESPN Plus and FBX Jogba is going to be on that fight card with uh, against Jonathan Wright. So that's trash. You know, trash. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> F.A. Ajagba went from fighting guys that we knew, six straight fights, guys that we knew, to fighting someone who I have no clue, no clue who this guy is. I have no clue this guy's opponent that he fought. Like, what is going on here? Uh, you know, okay. Um, a job is going to be a cautionary tale. I'm saying it first, and I'm saying it right now. I'm telling you right now, the only reason why he signed with Jay Prince is because Jay Prince probably gave him an advance. He ain't had no fight scheduled. He probably needed money. He's going to get caught in one of these horrible slave contracts that he got. He got Jay Prince is gonna get him caught in that Megan Thee Stallion contract where he ain't gonna be making <laughs> shit off his own fights. I'm telling you that right now. There was no reason for this guy to leave the PBC universe, and he is going to regret it greatly. And no one's gonna be there to save him. <laughs> Man, uh, this guy Jonathan Rice. Um, he lost by TKO to Dempsey uh, <clears throat> McCain in March. Ooh. Exactly. And then the previous five out of the last six fights that he had were held in Tijuana, Mexico. Stop playing. Um, Stop I, playing. L- listen. <clears throat> Stop playing. When you have uh, opponents named Alejandro Garduno, Misael Sanchez, and Christian Mariscal, yeah, uh, he was fighting in Mexico. So uh, Mexicans get that big. We talking like Jogba ain't one punch away from 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 being uh, Seth Mitchell. Ooh, hey, hey, ooh, <laughs> hey. Hey, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> one old school dog away from being Seth Mitchell. Yo. Because if he get are. in there with somebody who throw their fucking hands, if, if if they're not, to your, to your point, Matt, like going against your point, if they're not walking him with people this slow, he's going to be in trouble. He needs these type of people. 
to where he can yeah, be but around at least with PBC. He can be matched carefully with names that we kind of sort of know. Shoot, they they just got Alawali in, man. It's like they basically swapped. <laughs> exactly. Yo, JR, this Jonathan Rice guy, in his last fight, he weighed 283 pounds. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I ain't even JR. seen that. JR. He's only six five. <laughs> He's six five. Yo. Oh my god. Yeah. Hey, he was two hundred. Wait, this is crazy. So in twenty nineteen, how the hell? Wait, nah. So <laughs> in May twenty nineteen, right? He fights somebody and he's at two fifty six, and he loses by knockout. Not even six weeks later, he was up to 284 and a half pounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, 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 yo, they're going to have him showing up against a guy that's like, uh, oh, man. There was some dude that, um. Who was the, who's the, who's the guy who, who got knocked out the ring in his ass ring show? Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh man. God. Uh, oh man, uh, that's, uh, you telling me oh, you would be if you got knocked out on national TV? Yo, uh, I can't wait to see the way in. Yo, so he man, he might come in like Don Hainsworth, man. Don Hainsworth, <laughs> yo, <laughs> he was there against Guido Vianello. And wait, he was, yo, check this out. He was 294 pounds in that fight against Guido Vianello, right? How about two months later he has another fight and he's 296 pounds? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yo, yo, I'm willing to bet comes in 300. <laughs> he might come in 300 pounds, man. Uh, they probably gonna put it. Yeah, you know, they gonna put him in a showcase fight. <laughs> they giving him a layup. I see he's man. coming in three hundred. There's no doubt in my mind he's coming in three hundred pounds. Uh, but does that help him man. against FA Jogba if he just if he got heavy hands and land big shots? At least one big shot that you know bro, FA Jogba give away. He, he don't have heavy hands, bro. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this dude like, is this is... thirteen and five. Yep. Yep. With nine knockouts. Uh huh. The guys that he knocked out, one guy was thirteen and three. One guy was twelve and twelve. One guy was two and thirteen. Cu. One guy was two and ten. <laughs> one guy was three and three. Jeez. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be a walkover. <laughs> this is going to be a walkover, Yo. man. Hey. It's going to be a straight up walkover. Shout out to Jay uh. Prince. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That, Yo, that's crazy, man. Uh, I'm watching man, his yeah. last fight that he had. Yo, this dude looked 
looked like he was about to die by the third round. Oh no! How did uh, how is this fight sanctioned, man? Yo, Australia, you... man. <laughs> oh boy, it's crazy, man. Oh, this is this is bad. It's bad, man. But uh, at least you'll, you'll have that, and then the next week. Man, it's we gonna be packed that next week over. As we looking forward to September twenty sixth. Got fights upon fights, man. Oh, it's gonna be a sport. And and we're gonna finally have Dorda Coast versus Brightest. Are we gonna finally have that fight on the twenty sixth? Oh man, Mike, what you were saying? What's on the twenty sixth? Mike, stop You got that. Come on, I man. knew Matt was going to say that to me. I knew Matt was going to say that to me. I don't feel like looking <laughs> shit up to be real. <laughs> Come on, man. You got the Charlo doubleheader, man. You're going to be paying seventy four ninety five. dollars 95 Just talk about it, man. Tell you what it is. <laughs> You're paying $74.95 for that pay-per-view doubleheader, man. Goddamn right I oh, will. Oh, the Charlos. The Charlos and stuff. Yeah, man. And Daniel Roman versus Juan Carlos Payano. You got Luis Neri. You got Luis Neri in action, man. Versus Alan Adamita. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, this is going to be a a packed showcase, man. Why do you got them $49 pay per views for shit like this, though? Excuse me? You have a problem I'm with trying to pay seventy five dollars for pay per views. How much was you expecting it to cost? Seventy five minus twenty five, about twenty four ninety nine. Uh, hang up I on this man. Oh, 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 what is wrong with you guys? $24.99? What is wrong with you guys? You know how many... Wait, it's one, two, three, four, five Go world down the championship list. Go down the list. Go down the list. All right. Jamal Charlo versus Drevianchenko, WBC middleweight championship. Jamal, Jamal Charlo, Jason Rosario. Unified... Super welterweight title fight. Daniel Roman versus Juan Carlos Payano, former world champion. Roman Payano. So you got that. You got Brandon Figueroa versus Damian Vasquez. That's for Bantam, Super Bantamweight title. And you got Neri versus Alameda. That's for Super Bantamweight title. And you got John Rio Casimero versus uh, Duke Micah for Bantamweight title. There's yeah one two three four five world title fights and then that Ramon Payano fight. That's gonna be Which a, good is a scrap. final eliminator. Yeah. So so yeah, you have that. It, it's yeah. it's Mike is bugging. Mike he, he bugging. Mike is cheap, man. Mike is cheap. I'm telling you. Oh no. 
Nah, man. Mike T, nah. man. Mike nah. T. He don't want to. He don't want to shoot the locks thank, off thank the wallet for this one. Thank you, JR, for, for protecting me in this. <laughs> he don't want to shoot the locks off the wallet for this one, man. This, this is going to be, this, first of all, on paper, this is the best card of the year, no doubt. So I should pay $75,000 just because relatively it's the best fucking card of the year? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to see Charlo versus Derevyanchenko? I'm not saying they are good fights, but goddamn, seventy five fucking dollars. You ain't got no friends to see fights. I suppose they saw all throughout the fucking year. You ain't got no friends. You ain't got no friends. I ain't got no friends. I'm finna let come to my house. You know the COVID out there. You gonna hey, you gonna watch the fight through the window? <laughs> You, you know there's gonna be five dollars, right? You know there's gonna be five, right? <laughs> oh, yo, that's classic, son. <laughs> oh man, yo, that that's the coolest house. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, yo, that got me, man. <laughs> hey, baby. Hey, did baby, you got to do what I did earlier this year, man. Hit, hit us, see if a um, movie theater's going to have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't pay 75 when I ain't watching it. Oh, I'm going I'm <laughs> to uh, do a match that he said he's going to do to whatever card. <laughs> Last time he said something about a card. Mike, yeah, man. Mike, Mike gonna be like Mike gonna be like Goody Mob. Who's that peeking in my window? <laughs> <laughs> Them dirty red dogs done hit the dough. <laughs> 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 and Mike, Mike, Mike in that area too. So <laughs> hey, oh my god, boy. Oh man, that's crazy. That's crazy. But uh, Josh yeah. Taylor's playing Kong Song that day, too. Yep. Um, That's going to be a decent card. I was looking at that card, too. They got uh that kid that uh, Julio Cesar Martinez sent to hell. Um, who's the, the, ugly, <laughs> the ugly British kid? Charlie Edwards? Charlie Edwards. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be on that card. So that'll be decent. And you know what's good about this? Uh, those cards are going to be in the early afternoon, and then as soon as they finish, you're going right into the Charlo cards because the Charlo cards start at 7 p.m. 7.30, yeah, 7.10, whatnot. So, yeah, that's – you talk about a full day of boxing, that, that's going to be day. a full day of boxing right there, you know? So – that's gonna be yeah. I can't wait for that one. That's that's like uh, you know how they talk about the whole thing. We're having a day full of football. Well, we're gonna have a yep. day full of boxing there. So that's yeah. That's what yeah. That's what I'm looking at forward to right there with that. But those fight cards, man. So hey, but don't so keep on this card on man. Saturday, September nineteenth. 
Yeah, man. Like I said, you got Erickson Lubin and, and Gache and Kobe is Soldier Breedy, man. Uh, he yep. had, you know, the interview there with, um, you know, him and and Coach Ford Seymour. They're going to be really, uh, you know, they're going to be really uh, prepared for that particular thing. They should be on there pretty much on uh, final preparations to head up to uh, Connecticut. So you got that, and you got Boots against uh, Carlos Juan Carlos Abreu in that card too. So uh, we're going to see Boots how, how, out how there on the ball uh, you know, Abreu's probably gonna, you know, give him give him some work, a little bit of work though. I feel like he's gonna give him some work, but not anything to like really, you know, put Boots in trouble though. Abreu's pretty durable. Yeah, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna y'all later. All right, all right, all right, Mike. So yeah, Brady's gonna yeah, I say Brady's gonna give him a little bit of work, man. He's never been stopped before. Yep, that's the thing, man. Never been stopped. So I, I don't know it might wait, did they say like how many um oh yeah, ten rounder there. So he'll probably get you know, some work for ten rounds here. But if he gets a if he gets an early stoppage, if Boost gets an early stoppage though, yo, know, that could give him some you know, some serious momentum, man. Hey, he he should go for the early stoppage. Because that should. would be you sometimes when you're fighting someone who's not really that highly touted, you just gotta get him out of there. Like when Spence was on the come up and he was knocking out guys like Bundu and Algeri, guys that were never stopped before, but you wouldn't say they're upper but, echelon fighters. That right. really was impressive. So Boots got to do the same thing, man. He he been chirping about Spence and Crawford already. Well, show us something impressive. Yeah, exactly. You know, get them on, put them on notice, and you know have a. Very impressive performance there against, you know, um, Abreu and, you know, take him out early. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's the thing on on, on that one is uh, if uh, Enos can be very impressive in that particular bout and then, you know, we just had that fight. Touch something young buyer versus uh, Kobe Breedy, man. And, you know, yeah. that's the one that we're going to be looking forward to to see if uh, – you know, Breedy could uh, handle that test uh, there against um, you know, against Tuxedo Yambayo. So, you know, looking forward to that. And then the whole thing with uh, Eric Salubin and Terrell Garcia to like put themselves in a closer spot to fight for a world title, man. Um, man I think that's going to be interesting. Out. Out. Huh? I said Garcia better try to knock him out. Well, I don't know if Gasey's, uh you know, has that type of approach, but, you know, maybe, yeah, uh, but you know. How, how many catch. more opportunities is he going to get? Like, first of right. all, nobody cares about Gasey. His fight with Laura literally had people walking out. Walking out he, the door. He drew with Trout, and Trout is, you know, he's a great guy, but he's, 
kind of past it right now. So it's like, when are we going to be impressed by this guy? He, he's been he's been a pro for for what since 2012, I want to say eight years, and yeah. I've never once been impressed by him. So he needs to show me something, right? Yeah, and it's going to be uh, tough for you know him to kind of like be impressive against a guy like, um, you know, against uh. You know, his fight there um, going up against Erickson Lubin because, you know, Lubin has that uh, type of style where he could, you know, pretty much take out his opponents. And, I mean, you know, did uh, have 16 KOs with his 22 wins. So, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, they've been, you know, all impressive, uh, you know, knockouts that he's had. He just had that one thing there against uh, – Jamel Charlo, and that's, you know, pretty much it. So, after that, uh, he's, you know, had himself a string of wins to get back into it, and, you know, it's just want to get himself in a spot to fight for a world title once again. So, uh, God save on his guard. Let me ask you a question about Lubin. Now, we know that Jamel Charlo sent him straight to hell when they fought. He's fought... I'm not going to say great competition. He's fought right. a couple okay guys since then. Does right. he need to be impressive um, for you to feel like he's all the way back, or does he just need to win? Uh, I I do think he needs to be um, impressive in a sense because, you know, I don't – for me, I don't really rate – Garcia very highly. Um, you know, he's kind of like up there in the rankings, but I don't really uh, rate him uh, very highly. I think there's like a, a, a significant difference between Garcia and other fighters that either, you know, have a world title or held a world title. So, talk about Charlo, talk about J-Rock. Top 10 at junior middleweight. I don't have him top 10. Right, right. You know, and when you have these other guys that you can kind of think about and be like, you know, I definitely favor them over Garcet, then that just shows where, you know, the level that Garcet is at this particular point. So uh, if Lubin wants to, you know, get himself to say that he could be a potential contender against maybe the among the top five in that division, then he has to yeah. take out uh, Jamal Garcet. Uh, in this sense. So, you know, that's how I got out of that, man. Um, trying to uh, see what else was uh, around the boxing circles there. Um, like I said, looking forward to those fights next week and, uh, you know, the following week. Uh, but uh, is there anything uh, else on the radar uh, from you other than, like, maybe that World Boxing Super Series bout coming up? Um. They announced Zapata versus Baranchik, I think, for October 3rd. I'm looking forward to that because Baranchik is my guy. You know, he I like his style. This comes to beat people up. Um, I also yeah. found it interesting that um, Luda Bella is kind of back in the fold with the Revianchenko. You know, he's going to be like, I guess, the Paul Heyman for the Revianchenko. 
Um, <laughs> Paul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not his promoter, but they're gonna have him doing publicity for him. I, I don't, I don't understand. Maybe they felt bad for Lou because you know Lou kind of got dumped by just about everybody. So maybe yeah. they felt bad for him. Uh, interesting. So I guess we'll see uh, what's going to come of that. But it's really nothing coming up. Um, do you care about Tony Yoka versus Duopas? Yeah. Yoka got to be it. Yoka got to be able to impress and get get Duopas out of there. But Duopas is, is hardly you know been knocked down in his career anyway. So yeah. Um, that's kind of like a tough match. That's that's a tough little matchup to put Tony Yoka in if you're trying to you know build build him up or you know make him seem impressive. Is uh, Du Hoppers? You really can't look that impressive against Du Hoppers, even if you do get a lot of offense off on him. So, <clears throat> so I don't think that's a you know good little uh, match for Tony Yoka. Uh, he could well, have, I guess you know, if he looked impressive. If he does like get it, you never know. Yeah, that's the thing. Maybe you could get a stoppage in this, and and you kind of see that it could, uh, you know, um, get him some buzz if he's able to stop yep. Hopper's, uh fairly uh, you know, early. This guy, uh, Billy Joe Saunders, said that this uh, week he's supposed to be announcing his next fight. I guess we'll see what comes of that. Um, uh, he will fight Isvan Zili. <laughs> <laughs> that's where his uh, that's what his uh, defense is going to be, man. Like it's not like he's going to fight, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> David Lemieux. He definitely ain't going to fight Jacobs. No. Know? Because cause the thing with Billy Joe Saunders is he still thinks that he may be in contention for a Canelo fight um, next year. So he doesn't want to put himself off of the, you know, um, contention of having that particular fight. So yeah. I don't see him, you know, fighting a, top, a real top guy in the uh, super middleweight division until he has himself in the spot to fight Canelo. So. Yeah, I don't he really needs to fight he, Calvin Smith. He does, but they don't want to make that fight. You know, um, that's kind of like uh, you know, that thing with um, Caleb Plant and David Benavidez. They need to make that fight, but uh, it's like they, you know, are kind of like holding off on on trying to make it. So I maybe mean, it is what it is. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, no sense, but uh, that's what it is uh, there in that super middleweight division and whatnot. So, uh, but with that being said, uh, that's pretty much what I got for this particular podcast. Uh, we'll be back at it on next Sunday uh, to go over uh, the fights that will be on the 19th. And you know, hopefully we, we will have, um, you know, Kobe and Soldier Breedy on. Uh, for that particular podcast, maybe uh, there's so me the guy. Win. Yeah, because they got him prepared, man. They got him training against uh, Isaac Dogbay. <laughs> oh no, Miho. <So. 
<laughs> so I guess they got it in, in the do a little bit of work. So uh, uh, that's going to be uh, something there, man, uh, to see what happens there with Kobe and Soldier Breedy. Uh, it is fight against Stuck Sartney on Bayern next week. So let's well, go. We'll be rooting for him. Yep, no doubt. And then uh, hopefully, uh, you know, he'll win and then get a, you know, world title shot. And maybe he'll get that dream of Rihanna coming down the ring with him or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yep, what? Time, that. Man. <laughs> but uh, like I, you know, say at the end of every show, folks, the portal boxing is the hit. You're not get hit. Not to say the trade. On that note, have a good evening, man. I'm out. Bomb squad, baby. <laughs>